Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Miriam. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zenzalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, we chose Miriam as a more celebratory topic for the week. We did. My first and completely innocent question to you is, which Miriam are we talking about? Because if I'm remembering this correctly, Mary and Miriam are both the same? <laughs> they are similar names. Miriam is the Hebrew equivalent of the name Mary. Okay. And so I am speaking here when I suggested the topic. I am talking about Moses's older sister. Okay. Not quite the Miriam I was thinking of, but that's not really a surprise. So <laughs> Moses's older sister, Miriam, we've heard a little bit of her story. If you go back and listen to the Moses podcast from a couple months ago. Yep. But what is her story? Where do you want to start with this? Well, where I want to start with this is like we talked about in that Moses podcast, where we talked about how his older sister watched over him and kept an eye on him when he got set loose in the basket and who wasn't afraid to talk to the Egyptian princess. Right? She went up and she said, hey, I know someone who could nurse this baby for you and then took her baby brother home. Right? She was a... She had agency I, in a way that you don't really think of these people, especially the women having. Totally. And it makes me wonder in the same story we hear about the midwives who refused to kill the infants. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder if Miriam had been watching these midwives, right? Sure. <laughs> like what kind of strength and agency did some of these women have that we dismiss as potential because we exist in such a patriarchal culture that we assume that she didn't have agency versus here we see in our scriptures surviving for thousands of years, the story of this young girl who watches over her baby brother and offers to do things and shows up again and again through the scripture. She's just pretty fascinating in that she survived and her story survived all of this time. Mm -hmm. But one of the pieces that really catches me is that when she gets older, at one point she is called but the prophet Miriam. Really? She's the first person in our Hebrew scriptures to be called a prophet. I, I'm silent because I can't believe that that's true. Right. And maybe I'm wrong, but I swear when I was reading through it all, the first time we get into Exodus and the first time a prophet is spoken of, it's Miriam. That's amazing. It's Moses's sister. And she's incredible, right? She watches over Moses. She makes sure that he is still within her family unit to hear the stories and to grow up, even as he is watched over by this Egyptian princess. And she, I don't know, I wonder what it would be like to make certain that he had his stories, that he had his heritage, that he knew who he really was. And her role in making certain of that. Now, she had another brother, right? She has Aaron, mm -hmm. who is another brother. But between Aaron and Miriam, Moses, as he's doing his work, as he's doing his ministry, when he's called by the burning bush and he goes to, to strike the sea and do the different things with the plagues and is confronting 
when he's Fair going out. through all the things that you see in the movie Ten Commandments. Exactly. When he's confronting Pharaoh and the plagues are happening, right? Aaron and Miriam are with him. And we see it named when Moses, you get like that big moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. You get to the Red Sea and the parting of the Red Sea happens and Miriam and Aaron, they help to lead the people through the sea and they get to the other side and then Pharaoh's army chases them and goes into the sea and then is drowned, right? The sea is released and Pharaoh and his army are drowned. And the next section says Miriam led the women in rejoicing. Hmm. And with symbol and song, like actual tambourine mm-hmm. symbol, not S-Y-M-B-O-L, mm-hmm. but with a symbol and harp and song leads the people in celebrating this amazing thing that God has done for them. And then following that, you hear Moses, the men kind of lead it too. But I have to think as I ponder through how scripture gets written down and what it all has to get through to get to us. Miriam has that first moment of public leadership after this event has happened. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's still attributed to her. She must have been such an incredible force. So what do you think we can learn from her and from this first step of public rejoicing? I think one of the things is that even in the midst of difficulty and trial and tribulation, right, we see a woman who understands and works within what power she does have Mm -hmm. to affect change and to be a protective force and those kinds of pieces. So she's not afraid of stepping into responsibility. I think that is a powerful witness. And I think it is also a powerful witness to show this kind of moment of celebration that in the midst of trial and tribulation and they're stepping into the wilderness and they don't know where they're going and they've got a long journey yet ahead of them. And in this moment, she leads them in celebration and raises her voice and sings. And it is beautiful to think that that is something we need to make the time for and to do so unashamedly. Well, that's the thing. There are going to be so many people who would see this and say, now is not the time. We've got other concerns. We can't stop. It's frivolous. Yeah. Or it's cruel, right? This many people have just died. Mm -hmm. How could you? I can hear those things. I think that what I would love to lift up is that in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of trial and tribulation, Miriam holds to her own. And she tells her story and she lives her life trusting in God's call for her. And she makes mistakes. Don't worry. She makes plenty of mistakes. And she does have a rough next section of her story. She's not perfect by any stretch of the means, which is part of what's so awesome about the Hebrew scriptures is you're not given these images of people who aren't realistic. She's a very real person. And yet there are still moments where she can see God's hand in life and will call to it and point to it and celebrate it and trust in it so that as the difficulties and the challenges continue, 
it's easier to find those moments to look back and say, see, here God was with us. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take the time to stop and rest and see when God is with us, it's harder and harder to do it when you're in the hard challenge of the days to come. Does that make any sense? Yes. Okay, because this happens to be the week of the inauguration, and Mm -hmm. we feel we have some celebrating of our own to do. We're going to keep this to a cuppa, which is going to lead me to my last question. At the beginning of this, I copped to the fact that I wasn't quite sure which Miriam or Mary we were talking about, because as you said, Miriam and Mary are two versions of the same name. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, of the many of them, do you happen to have a favorite between the Miriams and the Marys? She is my favorite. This Miriam is my favorite. Now she's, she's got some hard competition. She does. And I'm not saying that Mary Magdalene isn't amazing. Mary Magdalene is awesome and incredible. And I have, you know, an icon of Mary Magdalene in my office. And we're also talking the mother of Jesus, right? Who is also real cool and real awesome to learn from. I think what I love about Miriam, this Miriam, I love that she holds her own in some incredibly dire circumstances. Is this something you felt like from the very first part when you saw what she was doing for her baby brother? Or is this something that sort of grew over time? I kind of, I, gee, this is a great question. So in seminary, when I was reading the Pentateuch Mm -hmm. for the first time and really digging into it, when I read and had her be acknowledged as a prophet and I started seeing the kinds of things that she did and the role that she played and that she stuck around, like her story remained through centuries. I was inspired by the strength and the cunning of this woman. And in the worst and most horrifyingly scary circumstances, she clung to her faith and she trusted in her faith. And she pulled her brothers along with her and was the central part of saving her people's nation, right? If she had not made certain that Moses had a connection with his people, would he even have said that the man should not be harmed? And would Mm -hmm. he have killed the initial guard that sent him out into Midian to land him at the bush to be called, right? Her role in keeping him connected to God's story was so quiet and so important. And I think because it's easy to overlook her. Oh, very much so. Right? It's easy to ignore that tiny little piece. And yet that that tiny little piece has lasted in our scripture through time and through editing and through story and through oral history, I find her inspiring. And while I am not a rule breaker and I am not someone who easily steps out against the powers that may be. Miriam is the kind of woman who lives her life with authenticity and integrity in a way that I find deeply inspiring. And so she is my favorite and Mary Magdalene is awesome. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, they're awesome. And there's something about the quiet fortitude of Miriam that just inspires me. Well, not just the fortitude and the chutzpah, but the intelligence behind it mm-hmm. to know that I'm going against the forces that be, but I'm also doing it in a way that is not going to really get me in trouble. 
Mm -hmm. Because when she suggests to the princess that she knows somebody, she's there to help, right? Right. And it's the stroke of brilliance that I kind of wish I had myself, but I'm not sure that I do. Right. And the thinking on her feet Mm -hmm. to be able to turn things in the way, to turn things towards God's justice Mm -hmm. in beautiful and powerful ways. I just find her inspiring. She's really fantastic. And I'm sure that she would probably be really hard to sit down and have a cup of tea with. Like she's probably a fiery person who would maybe be hard to be around, but man, she's cool. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Miriam. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I, and I commend her story to you. If you would like to learn more about Miriam, be sure to look her up in the book of Exodus. She is Moses's older sister, and her story is there for you to read. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you, no matter what. <laughs>